This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 309 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, back from assignment, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. An Icelandic singer, Bjork. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of nerdy news, and then we're going to jump into our review of the newest movie on Netflix from Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, Eurovision Song Contest, colon, The Story of Fire Saga. <laughs> but before we get into all that, how is everyone doing? Aubrey, we missed you last week. How the hell are you? I'm living the dream. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not much else to say. Just living a dream. Working, sleeping, all the Working, good stuff. Working, sleeping, taking summer classes, Oof. everything I can cram into the summer. It's going great. It's good to hear. No, no uh, direct-to-video horror movie this week. Are you gonna gonna make it? Or I may. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. We're glad to have you back. We missed you. <laughs> I missed you guys, too. Excellent. Mark Ellis Reagans, how the hell are you? No Dragon Con this year. Canceled officially as of today. I know. It's uh, it's very sad. It's very sad. Does this mean you get money back for anything that you like put deposits on? Well, uh, luckily, I'm such a procrastinator that I didn't actually purchase anything yet <laughs> for this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Yeah, people who have rooms. Uh, we did get our, our our room already, which was I think it, this it, the whole thing might have been our fault because we were never this early. We never like get stuff planned out this early. But Jay actually got a room like super early, so yeah, that I believe that's going to be carried over until next year, <laughs> assuming they find a cure for uh, this uh, pandemic. But yeah, I think people get to transfer their rooms over for next year, and they get to transfer their tickets over for next year. And they also um, uh, can get a refund, too, if they put in for it, I believe. You know, it's, it's still kind of fresh. It's still kind of fresh. But this is going to be the, the first year without, you know, Dragon Con stories for me. So I am feeling a, a little bit sad about it. But uh, I, think, I think I'll be all right. Uh, the Big East canceled too, right? Yeah, yeah. Everything like BingCon, every everything that has been like a staple towards the end of the year is all being canceled, except for New York Comic Con. So, uh, you know, as we record this, it's not canceled. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But uh, it's it's. How the- will I get my awesome T-shirts? <laughs> 
How will you buy $400 in Gundam models? <laughs> I <was gonna laughs> say, <that> too. <laughs> how are the Gundam sellers going to eat this year without Aubrey? The world may never know. can always order online. It's not the same. <laughs> they send me so many emails, like, every day. <laughs> I'll bet. Come back. Come back. Yeah. Look at all these new models we have. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, other than, um, you know, Dragon Con being canceled, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what I can do with all of this free time that I have for the end of the year. Uh, but that's just me. How are you doing, Joey? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I got unfurloughed at my second job. So I was the, I think I'm the second part-time employee brought back. Um, and I wasn't the first only because they didn't realize that my availability was flexible. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm willing to give up some sleep to get some extra money in my pocket right now. Cause it's been almost four months without my second job and no funny money. And those GI Joe classified figures aren't going to pay for themselves. So <laughs> It's uh, it, it's interesting. It, it's it's very interesting. The store is like a pop culture graveyard from six months ago. <laughs> so we still have a big like Rise of Skywalker display. Uh, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it just it's just that like we're we're slowly getting stuff in, but a lot of the stuff we're getting in is stuff that was ordered before we closed. So it's just a weird like. The company is usually getting like product, T-shirts, tchotchkes and stuff based on whatever's currently hot or what's coming up. And we keep getting like pop figures in. Like today we got a bunch of Minions 3 Rise of Gru pop figures in. Yeah, that hasn't not, even, not a big fan of Minions. It hasn't even come out yet, has it? Right. <laughs> but it was supposed to come out <laughs> right around this time. But I think it got pushed back to 2021. So now we have a bunch of merchandise for a movie that's not coming out for like six months. <laughs> Same thing with Wonder Woman. We keep getting Wonder Woman stuff in. All the Black Widow stuff got quarantined, so they had to repackage it all back up and put it in the back room until November. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's very strange, but it's great. I've been getting a lot of hours, and uh, I'm I'm extra tired from it, but it's worth it because it's putting money in my pocket. So if New York does still happen, I'll be able to afford it. And if it doesn't, I'll be able to afford a lot more toys. So it's all good in the hood. But enough about us, Marcellus. Let's talk about us. Tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes there every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews at some point from uh, yours truly. Uh, you'll find Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on the A, the Amazon logo, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. Uh, we also have a YouTube page, youtube.com. Uh, so is a podcast where you can find videos from the awesome Adam Wallach again. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com backslash so was a podcast where you can support the show monthly and receive bonus content from us here at the show. A shout out to all of our podcasting buddies in a geek world, all stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. And I have lots of hidden potential. 
All right. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like we actually have some news this week. But before we get into it, I just want to send a huge shout out to Australia. Big ups to Australia. We love you guys. We love boomerangs. We love uh, koalas. We love Paul and Wayne. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've been charting on uh, Australian iTunes in TV and film for the last few weeks. So I just wanted to send a big ups to Australia. Love you guys. Uh, I don't know. We'll, like, turn upside down or something to be down under for you at some point. So awesome. Thank you, Australia. Anybody, any thoughts on Australia, Aubrey? Um, the Hemsworth brothers are from Australia. <laughs> yes. Thank Maybe you, they're Australia, listening. <laughs> Maybe they're listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Ellis, any thoughts on Australia? Uh, shout out to Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> He's from <laughs> Australia. Shout out to right? Yahoo Serious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jacko, the Energizer batteries spokesperson from uh, the 80s. There you go. Oi. <laughs> All right, that's enough about Australia. Thanks, guys. Let's jump into the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, just a couple of quick headlines. Uh, number one, it looks like we're going to be getting another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. But this one is going to be a CG movie, kind of like the one they did back in uh, 2007. Uh, the difference with this one is that it's going to be actually produced by Nickelodeon Studios, who's been doing the um, uh, the Ninja Turtle cartoons so far, or re- at least recently. Uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who you might remember from Sausage Party oh boy. <laughs> and uh, Preacher, <laughs> uh, they're producing the show or producing the movie. Uh, Jeff Rowe uh, is going to be directing it. Well, I wasn't really familiar with, but I, he is listed as doing some of uh, Gravity Falls, and I heard that was a pretty good show. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I I might be one of the only people that actually liked the last uh, live-action Ninja Turtles movie. I actually enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it, so I was kind of hoping they would do another one of that one, but I don't think it did too well at the box office, so maybe CGI is the way to go. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm glad that Eastman and Laird are hopefully going to be getting a little little kickback from this but i don't know if i don't know if we really want an, another cg teenage mutant ninja turtle movie um but what do you guys think uh aubrey are you excited for another tmnt movie not really i like the ones the older ones like the 80s and the 90s ones but i don't really care about the newer stuff it just i don't like the way that they've redesigned the characters i don't really like the animation style that they've gone with i really like the 80s and 90s style um that they went with they it, it's weird because now animation like just looks weird it looks like they've taken some triangles and stuck them together and it's just i don't like it now it's a stylistic choice you know and you have to with so many cartoons you have to make the new one look a little bit different from the older ones i would imagine well i don't like it <laughs> all right so i'm really looking forward to uh, noah's review of this movie then <laughs> And uh, he will have one. <laughs> All right, Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about another CGI TMNT? All right, I have a confession to make. I'm not really that big a fan of Ninja Turtles. Wow. Not even the original movie? 
No, I mean, when it came out when I was a kid, I, I just, I mean, I liked it, but it wasn't like into it, into it, like He-Man or G.I. Joe, Star Wars, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it, and I just, just could never really get into it. I, I saw the first movie and the second movie in the movie theaters, and I liked the first movie enough, but I don't, I don't know what it is. I just don't have that kind of nostalgic, like ultra pull to TMNT that a lot of other people do. I had some of the toys, I had some of the comics, but that was really about it. It was never this huge thing. Maybe it was the animation style of the original series. It just seemed really whack. I don't know. I just could never get into it. I don't know what it is. Um, I didn't see TMNT. I didn't see any of the newer movies, not even the one with uh, Stephen Amell as Casey Jones. So, I mean, I'll watch it if I have to watch it for the podcast, but I just have... I'm completely indifferent towards it. The kids won't want to see it. And that means I'm pretty much free unless you guys are going to make me watch it. So, uh, well, I'll tell you Seth Rogen's name attached to it. That's kind of a, it's kind of a, yeah, I don't know about that. I wasn't a big fan of sausage party. I never even saw that. It's awful. It's awful. I didn't think preacher was that bad. I, I, I feel like the comic is unfilmable. So I think they did the best they could, but it's, it wasn't great, but it wasn't like, Face meltingly awful. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, probably a first look. Will probably give us an idea of where we're gonna if we're gonna review it or not. I'm thinking no, but uh, we'll see. All right. So then next in nerdy news, uh, guys, looks like uh, we're gonna have to go back. We have to go back. God damn it again. Yes, uh, Warner Brothers is better. Warner Brothers. <laughs> This is the this is the warning, brother. Uh, supposedly, now you, you take this with a huge grain of salt. Probably with all of the excitement going on with um, the new Flash movie, with Zack Snyder finally completing his Justice League movie, uh, there is a rumor that Warner Brothers is developing another Justice League movie, Justice League Rebirth. And immediately, I thought it was going to be oh, they're just going to do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and just have it animated, which would be really cool. I would be down for that. But no, it's actually live action. They're actually going to make another Justice League movie live action. Like that's that's in the docket. Um, I don't know. It. I don't know how I feel about this. There's a part of me that's like thinking of the uh, uh, the George Miller Justice League movie. Now he wanted to start from scratch, you know, start at the start with them all kind of being together. And I kind of like that idea. So if they're doing something like that, I think that'd be kind of cool. But I'm not convinced that Warner Brothers knows what they're doing with these characters yet. So this kind of, I don't know, I'm I'm not I'm not really not really fully on board with this. Uh, but Joey, how do you feel about Justice League Rebirth uh, being in development? That's it. All right. No, I'm kidding. Um, they are gonna make a Justice League movie like if they're gonna follow even slightly the blueprint of Marvel the idea of course is to build to a Justice League movie um, they kind of shit the bed so I don't I, I don't know maybe they can't oh, they, they kind of have to call it Justice League I don't know what else they could call it there's no other group in DC that would work you can't call it super friends because that's nostalgic for us Mark Ellis but most people would assume that it's like goofy and like a kid's movie so it's not gonna work it also kind of sounds weird nowadays <laughs> but I, I I don't know I don't know like I want there to be an awesome DC movie universe and they need to make good movies they they, they need to sit down and like figure out what the fuck they're doing and have a plan 
even if the plan sucks, just have the plan and see it through. Like, like you can't release like all these random movies all over the place with no plan to them. So it, it's fine. I'll check it out. But I mean, I wouldn't have a choice anyway, because I'm sure we would review it for the podcast. But I'm just wary of anything. One, anything that gets announced from DCEU is like, is it really going to happen? Who knows? We're we were supposed to be going to see a Green Lantern Corps movie this summer. Um, <laughs> but it, never forget uh, Nightwing, the movie. Um, I, I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> and like all these other movies that they keep mentioning that they're going to make that never happen. But I, I don't know. Just just make let's just start with one good movie. Can we we get like can we get the Batman out and the suicide squad before we get to the justice league can we like at least just try to get a couple good movies out to start and then build from there uh, we'll see how wonder woman does and what the aquaman sequel is going to be but definitely not the aquaman presents the deep <laughs> <laughs> so i i don't know of course i'll go see it i, I just I, i'm so wary of anything they're going to put out like I, I don't know i just can't have any confidence whereas marvel could announce like a fucking like the stupidest shit you've ever heard of and, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's, that sounds pretty cool. I'll give that a chance. <laughs> DC hasn't earned that yet. So. All right. All right. Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about us possibly going to see a Justice League movie with, all, I'm going to assume, an all-new cast, all-new Justice League? Is it going to be based off of the DC Universe Rebirth comics, or is it just being called a rebirth? Uh, they haven't really announced it. Like I said, this whole thing is kind of taken with a grain of salt, but I would imagine they'll be inspired by the comic itself. I think they're using that branding because of what it symbolizes as, okay, what happened before sucked balls, but check this out. <laughs> well, we'll see. And, and unless they get different writers, I don't really have much hope for anything DC puts out. I think that their writing team and their editing team is trash. I, so I, I can't really get behind anything that they've, put out at the moment unless it's like completely different writers and editing team the way that they edit their movies is just it doesn't make any sense to me because they cut out so much in the movie that actually like like the whole extended cut of batman versus superman like, that made more sense pieces of it made a lot more sense and you don't understand why they were cut out because they were actually important to the movie so i just the, a lot of their editing editing choices i don't think make any sense at all to me so unless they get a whole new team i really don't care i think it's going to be trash well they do have uh jj abrams in a fold now he signed his big deal with warner brothers so for some people that's a good thing uh for a majority of people that isn't uh, i happen to love jj abrams so um you know um, i would love to see him work in a dc universe i think that'd be great the first thing is uh First thing he'll do is uh, bring back Pa Kent, you know, the dead speak. <laughs> <laughs> Was it still going to be Kevin Costner? Yes. <laughs> is he going to be like, you know, I don't think you should really use your powers to save people. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll get killed by a different natural disaster. <laughs> uh, here's hoping. All right. So uh, in other news, and I couldn't get a lot of information on this, this other um, headline, but I know it, it, it seems interesting. Uh, Walmart is teaming up with uh, uh, Tribeca Films to turn their parking lots into drive-in theaters. Uh, they're going to be doing 160 stores, but I couldn't get the information to see if it was all going to be done at once 
or if they were going to go on like a Walmart drive-in tour, which I think that's what they're doing. They're going to be going through different stores on tour. You know, in this crazy pandemic time that we're in, the thought of getting the family together, getting in a car, getting some snacks, because you know Walmart's got the snacks, uh, and watching a movie on a big screen uh, during the summertime sounds somewhat appealing. Uh, I don't know what type of movies they're going to be doing. It looks like they're going to be doing some of the older ones, or not older ones, but ones that are are uh, more easily available now on DVD. But, you know, in this crazy pandemic time, is this something that you guys think you would be down for? Packing a, packing everyone into the car, driving to Walmart, which is uh, probably not a new thing for you, Joey, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and watching a, a movie on a big screen. Um, how do you feel about Walmart drive-ins? Uh, let's go back to Aubrey. Absolutely not. <laughs> what? There is not a good Walmart parking lot in existence. Every single Walmart parking lot is so infuriating in the people that drive in it, infuriating. And I don't know who designs Walmart parking lots, but they deserve to get smacked because <laughs> they're none of none of any Walmart parking lot I have ever been in has been a good parking lot. They don't make sense at all. And I hate Walmart. I hate Walmart. I will spend more money at Target just to avoid going to Walmart. Wow. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> now, this episode is so wizard brought to you by Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Walmart. Uh, Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about the Walmart drive-in? Um, I have another confession to make. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've never been to a drive-in movie. <laughs> wow. Well, it's kind of understandable. I mean, they were, they were definitely on their way out as, uh, as we were growing up. I know there was one in Chicopee, Massachusetts when I was very young. Cause I, God, all right, here we go, kids. I'm going to age myself. I'm really sorry. I know you want to think that me and Mark and Aubrey are the coolest people on earth, but I'm super old. So I remember when you couldn't even call a tell you couldn't call movie phone to find out when the movies were you had to get the newspaper <laughs> yep. and you had to look at the ads and every friday they would have the bigger size ads which would have like a picture of the movie poster do you remember this mark yeah i used to carry around, i remember this i used to carry around a picture of uh the empire strikes back <laughs> newspaper in my to, pocket <laughs> i used to cut them out of the movie out of the newspaper and hang them on my wall when i was a kid <laughs> I always remember seeing one for the drive-in in Chicopee, Mass, seeing movie times for that. But we never, ever, ever went as a family. And now there are no drive-ins around here within reasonable driving distance. So I have no idea what the experience is like. I have no idea if, like, the kids would enjoy it. Or I know Jen, my wife, wouldn't go for it. She doesn't even like regular movies. She's not going to want to sit in a car for three hours. But maybe the kids would be down. Um, so, I mean, it would depend on the movie. I'm more apt to do this like, for example, let's say on a random Sunday night, me and the kids jump in the car and go watch Back to the Future on the side of Walmart. Mm -hmm. Then going to the movie theater during coronavirus to see a movie we've seen 500 times and own at home. So so at least it, it feels safer and something more interesting to me that I would do. I'm not anti-Walmart like uh, Aubrey here because I do enjoy going grocery shopping there because I can also take some time to look at the toys and the video games and Blu-rays and stuff before I start grocery shopping. Trying to you think. know who also does that? 
Who? Who? Target. <laughs> the Target where we live uh, does not have a full grocery. Like, there's no way I could do the family's grocery shopping there. So, unfortunately, I cannot go to Target for that. But I, I don't know. It would just depend on what's playing, like how much it costs. There's, there's a lot of factors involved. I don't think it's a permanent solution to going to the movies by any stretch of the imagination. And once it starts turning weather-wise up here in the Northeast United States, it's it's out the it's out the door. I'm not sitting in a fucking cold Walmart parking lot in two feet of snow to watch a movie. So, at least the majority of people that go to Walmart won't have to change. They'll already be in their pajamas. <laughs> oh Jesus, Marcellus, are you going to watch movies at Walmart? Hell no. Hell what? No. Again, it's one of those things where if I already have the movie at home on DVD. Uh, or if it's uh, easily available streaming, I'll just watch it at home. The, the it's a thrill. fun experience of going. Sure, sure. I guess. I guess. Um, no, because I, you know, I like my car. <laughs> I don't want to get into the crazy parking lot with a bunch of other crazy people to watch freaking Wonder Woman when I can just watch it at home if I needed to. Well, why would you venture out to see an average two and a half out of five movie? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was trying to think of the last movies that I saw at a drive-in, and uh, I couldn't think of the name of it, but I, I looked it up. It's no one knows this movie. It's called the Bingo. Werewolves on Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Cool Cat Saves the Kids. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a double feature. It was the Bingo Long Traveling All Stars and Motor Kings. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it's with Billy D. Williams, Jane Joel Jones, and Richard Pryor. It's like a baseball comedy. It was, sounds awful. <laughs> it was great when I was a kid. So they were playing that and Superman 2. It was a double feature. And that was the last time I saw a movie at the drive-in. Give you an idea of how old I am. I saw The Dark Knight um, at a drive-in because there's one in uh, New York, which was closer for me. Not for you guys. But they had switched the third film reel and the second. So I saw the end of the movie before I saw the middle of the movie. So I was really confused when Gordon died. Mm -hmm. I thought he really died. I thought Commissioner <laughs> Gordon died. And like in the middle in the middle of the movie, which was like the end of the movie, I'm like why why is he coming back home pretending he died? What happened? And then at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, my God, he just he just pretended he died. And then he actually died. <laughs> and so then when I watched it again, when it came out on uh, DVD, I was like, oh, did anybody, I watched the end first. Did anybody <laughs> complain? Did anyone like demand their money back? Or did everyone I just think no that? I have no idea. <laughs> like... I think everybody was just as confused as I was. There's a group of people in New York who think that Commissioner Gordon is dead from the Batman trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Way to go, drive-ins. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and then in the last bit of like a really quick comic book news, something that I found interesting, I just wanted to hear you guys' takes on it. Um, they're doing a, a Back to the Future Transformers crossover. The storyline is after Marty comes back, from Back to the Future as he, get, as he gets back home, uh, Doc Brown's DeLorean kind of brings attention to itself from 
the Transformers from the Autobots. So his DeLorean transforms into an Autobot, an Autobot named Gigawatt. Uh, and that puts Marty in a kind of a time travel adventure back to the early days of Transformers. Uh, now, I'm not the biggest Transformers fan. I like the universe, but I love Back to the Future. And for some reason, this seemed really cool. Um, the book doesn't come out until October, but uh, it's one of four. First issue comes out in October, but it's definitely something I think I want to check out. But what do you guys think of uh, this kind of crossover happening? Uh, let's let's start with Joey. Okay, I have another confession to make. <laughs> you don't like Back to the Future. <laughs> no, I love Back to the Future. I legitimately hate any kind of property crossing over with Transformers. Wow. Okay. I hate when G.I. Joe does it. I hate, I hated when Marvel did it. Hate it, hate, 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 hate it. I think Transformers, they have to exist in their own separate world because the, if you introduce them into anything else, it breaks the entire world. Like, how are there Transformers in the same world as Back to the Future? And like it doesn't make sense you know what i mean like how could transformers exist in the same world as gi joe it doesn't fucking work <laughs> and just i've always been that way as a kid a teenager like when all these crossovers were happening i've always hated it and i hate this and i hate anything that crosses over with transformers thank you so you're you're basically saying keep transformers pure you don't want to mix with any other uh, franchise um <laughs> It's not necessarily that it has to be pure or anything because I'm not actually a huge Transformers fan. I've never been. So Transformers can do whatever the fuck it wants. But it's like I hate when it crosses over with stuff because I just feel like it breaks the immersion I have into the world that these two things could exist in the same world together. Like if there's a war between giant robots happening on your planet, like that's the main thrust of everything. You can't have like back to the future happening with zero reference to transformers and then all of a sudden be like oh yeah by the way transformers also happens in this world i know that's petty and weird <laughs> but it's just a thing and i can't have i cannot get over that thing so fuck this and fuck transformers yeah i was gonna say you know you're talking about robots that turn into cars right like it's i don't care <laughs> i don't care and no marky mark with a sword either <laughs> fine fine okay aubrey how do you feel about a Back to the Future Transformers crossover event. Um, I see why they would want to cross it over, and I see how they think that they can make Transformers crossing over into other universes work. Um, but I'm just not for it. Okay. It, it's just not... It's not something where I'd be like, oh, man, I really wish Transformers existed in this world. Noah might find it really interesting, and he might be all for it. He loves Transformers. Um, and for a while he thought that every car we saw on the road was a transformer. So like for him, fantastic for me, not about it. I just see no one in the driveway yelling at the car transform. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Every time we passed by a yellow Camaro, it was like, Oh my God, it's Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> all right well yeah i maybe i just maybe it's because i don't hold transformers i was never a big transformers fan like originally but in my brain is just a car that turns into a robot so why wouldn't you want a, a cool car turning into a, a hopefully cool robot that just seems like a I don't know something i'm down for it's not gonna make me want to buy any toys or anything but i'll definitely check out the comic book shout out to uh rich ethier 
you can't buy the toy anyway. <laughs> it's it's sold out in like less than fifteen seconds on on Walmart.com. Oh, speaking of Walmart, <laughs> ew. Uh, well, I do believe that they will be doing a second wave of that when the comic book comes out in uh, October. So if you missed your chance, uh, you know, get ready for uh, get ready for the October rush. Now you know what to expect. Okay, yeah, and that's it. That's all I got for the news. Awesome. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with our review of Eurovision Song Contest: colon, The Story of Fire Saga. Hi there, this is the Manster, one of your humble hosts from Pina Comics Podcast. What is Pina Comics, you say? Fair question. Pina Comics is a weekly pop culture podcast with a mission. A mission to explore humankind's greater geekdom and report our findings back to you listeners every week. We explore movies, games, TV shows, comics, local events and conventions, and so much more. We'll tell you just what we think of all the stuff that makes life fun or at least bearable, and hopefully make you laugh, chortle, cackle, bust a gut, or even just chuckle while doing it. So join me and my fellow hosts, Ganache and Sir John, every week. You'll find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or whatever podcatching app you like to stuff inside that little phone of yours. Listen in. All right, we are back, and we are ready for our review. Aubrey, why don't you read for us the synopsis of Eurovision Song Contest, colon, The Story of Fire Saga. Cool. So two small town singers chase their pop star dreams at a global music competition where scheming rivals, high stakes and onstage mishaps test their bond. Wow. All right. Way to sell it with the enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as always, we'll start with non-spoiler takes and then we'll play the sound drop delineating spoilers in case you haven't seen it yet and you want to check it out. But just before we get started with the actual movie, Aubrey, are you familiar with Eurovision at all? No, I was not. Um, I had no clue what you're talking about when you're like, Rachel McAdams versus Demi Lovato. And I was like, oh, they're in this movie? I had no clue what I was getting into. <laughs> all right, Markellis, uh, were you familiar with the actual Eurovision in any way, shape, or form? Um, a little bit. I heard of it, but I never took the time out of my day to investigate what it was. Yeah, this is a real thing, isn't it? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this is apparently like um, American Idol in Europe or something. I don't really understand what it is because I'm American, so I don't watch this shit. And uh, I don't care about it because it's not from America, so why would I care about it? (laughs) (laughs) It's how we Americans roll. That's right. Uh, But no, seriously, I knew it existed because I've seen like there, I'm sure there was like there's some controversy about something or other about it, but like I don't know what it is, so I don't really give a shit. Um, but I was, I, I knew it existed. There you go. So like I, I knew it, it's like Major League Soccer in America, for example. I know it exists, but I don't really care about it. And I don't know anything about it. So right. that that kind of how I feel about it. Exactly. Let's uh, let's get some impressions, Aubrey. What did you think, non spoiler, about Eurovision Song Contest colon the story of Fire Saga? Um, well, comedies are my favorite type of movies. (laughs) Uh, The test determined that that is a lie. Yeah. (laughs) So watching this was, um, I had to be playing a game on my phone. (laughs) Because it was just so, uh, like, I, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, this person would like this movie. This person would like this movie. I told my mom to watch it because I know it's her type of 
movie. Like she loves uh, Dewey Cox in in Blades of Glory. She loves those types of movies. I told Josh to watch it because I know Josh will find it funny. Me, no. <laughs> it's not my type of movie at all. All right. So did did you not like it or? And it just it didn't. I didn't hate it, but it also was like it. It was. I'll probably never watch it again because it just was not. Unless it's on FX Saturdays, then maybe I'll watch it to kill time. <laughs> but other than that, it was not anything that I will go out of my way to purchase or watch again. All right. How about you, Mark Ellis? Uh, yeah, when I put it on and I saw the movie was like over two hours, I was like, <laughs> fuck me. This is going to be awful. Um, yeah, I'm not the biggest Will Ferrell fan at all. Uh, some of his movies are good. He's kind of like hit or miss. But I it had some good parts, but more bad parts. So I didn't fully like hate it, hate it. But yeah, like Aubrey said, I probably won't watch it again. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to echo a lot of what both you said. First of all, I am not a big fan of comedy. So right off the bat, this is not going to work. I don't like comedy movies. I have a very strange sense of humor when it comes to watching things, and I don't usually find things that work with that. I, I hate Will Ferrell. Uh, I don't really find him funny at all. I think he hasn't been funny since old school. Okay. When the hell did old school call, come out? 2001 or something? I don't know. I know it was so long ago that I was still in a band because I remember watching it in someone's car on the way to Syracuse to play a show. So that's how long ago that was. That's all you need to know about that. 2003. Um, okay, well, there you go. So uh, it's been 17 years since I've liked a Will Ferrell movie. Um, I do love Rachel McAdams. I think she is a top-tier waifu material. So I was down for that. But, yeah, I, I, I agree with Mark. I, I was I saw it was two hours long. I was like, fuck me. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I really liked it all that much. So, But I guess the only way to really talk about this movie is to spoil it. So, Markellis, drop the drop, and let's spoil Eurovision Song Contest. Spoiler alert! I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, Aubrey. I know you're not feeling it, but what were some things you liked about this movie? I like the uh, small political jokes in it. Like, um, Rachel McAdams asking the Russian dude, Alexander, if he was gay. And then he's like, no, Mother Russia doesn't have any gay people and she's like well that's statistically impossible so like those small things i really liked uh, i also like how they made fun of americans and get out of my country and that was really funny and i like rachel mcadams i i think that she's um a really good actress i was a little weirded out that she's playing opposite of will ferrell but i liked her and uh, Pierce Brosnan did a really good job, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised about that. All right. All right, Marcellus, how about you? Some things you liked about the movie. Oh, uh, let's see. So Rachel McAdams kind of blew me away. Like, I always knew that she was a good actress, but I didn't know she was that good at comedy. Like, she's really good in this movie. She displayed she, more... She's in Mean Girls. What do you mean she didn't know she was good in comedy? Yeah, but in, in Mean Girls, she's playing a very specific character she's playing a very straight evil character like she doesn't she's the straight person she doesn't really get to display a lot of like comedy stuff it's like really snide shit 
which is you know right up your alley, Joey. But you know, <laughs> name name one other funny Rachel McAdams performance besides Mean Girls. Go. Uh, attractive, mean blonde girl. I'm all in. She was um, she in the Family Stone. She had a couple of comedic parts. Yeah, I vaguely remember that movie. Actually, what I don't about Red Eye. <laughs> no, yeah, I laughed at that movie, but not at her. But her performance in this movie is really good. Like she's, she has to play a specific type of uh, character, like a comedy character, and her her comedic timing is incredibly on point. And she's adorable too. So that that just made the character even more lovable. Uh, she displayed more character in the first ten minutes of this movie than she did all through Doctor Strange. I was stunned. I'm like, holy shit, she's really good. There's two jokes in here that I think that actually really lands. The boat explosion that I laughed, I thought was pretty funny because I didn't see that coming. Where uh, all of the singers are celebrating that they won and uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, they lost because they sucked and they didn't get on a boat. So, of course, the boat explodes and kills everyone. And that's how they got to be. uh, They got to move on to the next round. So that I thought was fun. And the the joke about the elf uh, killing a bad guy with a knife in the back at the end, that I thought was pretty funny, too. I actually enjoyed that. Uh, but And his songs. The songs are actually surprisingly catchy. And I actually, I actually did enjoy those. So, uh, yeah, those are the things that I liked about it. So, <laughs> I hated this movie um, pretty much. I love Rachel McAdams. I loved her in this movie. I thought she was really good in the movie. Um, she's adorable. Like you said, uh, she does a good job. She has some funny parts. I actually liked everything with the elves. (laughs) I did like when the elves killed that guy. And then like, you just see like little door close on the house. I thought that was really funny. Um, the only other jokes I really laughed at was like, I liked the Russian guy, but like, I didn't think he was funny. Like it was just interesting, I guess, for lack of a better term. And uh, he had a couple funny lines, but it wasn't like la- like rip roaringly laugh out loud or anything like that. I like when he braided her hair. Right. <laughs> and she's like, how long did this take? Six hours. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, that, that was a really good performance from him. Apparently, you're supposed to know that guy from Downtown Abbey. Yeah, he played uh, Matthew Crawley on uh, Downton Abbey. And he was like the one of the main stars of the show. And he like quit the show. He like he's like, uh, you know, I know the show's popular, and I'm like the star of it, but I'm just gonna quit and leave and do other things. And I'm like, you're a fool. You're a moron. Well, he did uh, Legion? He was Legion on uh, FX. Yeah, yeah. He like disappeared for a while and came back. Was in Legion. He was Beast and Beauty and the Beast. He's been in a couple of like really cool movies. He's actually a really good actor. So I'm I'm kind of sad to see him on this Netflix crap movie, but I'm glad to see that he's still working, and I'm glad to see that he's he's getting to shine a little bit. Um, the girl that wanted to sleep with Will Ferrell, that he didn't sleep with her, was really hot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. <laughs> Aubrey, let's get into what we didn't like. Obviously, you weren't a big fan of the movie. What were some things you didn't like about it? Um, You know, it's a comedy, so it really fell flat for me. I didn't, it, I didn't find it funny. Uh, except for like the really small um, political jokes. Those were funny for me, but everything else really wasn't just kind of fell flat. Uh, I didn't like Will Will Ferrell's character. I thought he was a pompous asshole. And I know that that was the point, but it just became like 
too much. And I didn't like how he treated Rachel McAdams' character. And then in the end, she just, like, follows him around blindly in love with him. And then at the end, he's like, oh, well, I've always loved her. And somehow they just make it work after he made her, like, completely devote her life to making his dream come true. So that really left a bitter taste in my mouth because it was like she never gets whatever she wanted out of life. It's just like he was all she wanted out of life and then that was it. She doesn't want anything else for herself but to make him happy. So that whole dynamic it just left this horrible taste in my mouth about the whole movie. It it ruined a lot of it for me. Yeah, she wanted to have his baby. That's what she asked the elves for. But I just uh, like and she got one. I, I'm sure there was supposed to be a part of that that was meaningful in the comedy, but it just it didn't work for me. All right, what about you, Marcellus? Tell me some things you didn't like about the movie. Uh, the pacing of this movie is fucking horrible. Um, yes. Somewhere in my notes, I put down at the 21 minute, 27 second mark, I wrote down this movie is fucking stupid. And I don't know what scene it was, but I it was enough to make me stop it and write the note just saying, yeah, this movie is just garbage. Oh, and there's a part where they do like this sing along with all of the people who were like, I guess, were really in Eurovision before, like this big sure. kind of karaoke mashup scene. And I'm like. I mean, it's great for the people that get to be in this movie about the thing that they're connected to. But holy shit, did that scene go on way too fucking long? I'm like, uh, why? Why? Why am I watching this? So, um, yeah, there's like a lot, a lot more horrible things in this movie than there are good things. But there are like a couple of good things. All right. Well, right off the bat, I'm going to agree with you, Marcellus. This movie is way too long and... I, I think I think it was like an hour in, I paused it and pushed up on the remote to see how much was left, and there was still an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, no, it's just too long. I, they they could have cut stuff out of this, especially like you said, that scene where they go to the party, okay, that's funny, but then we didn't need a 10-minute song out of it. And like, I, I don't know, like, it was just too long. The, the other problem I had with the movie is it never seems to really figure out what it wants to be. So, like, is it serious, but not like serious, but funny? So, like, it's a serious, not super serious, but you know what I mean? Like, it seemed like it was taking itself a little bit serious with the story of her writing that song and want and them wanting to win the contest with like just kind of little sarcastic jokes or was it like super wacky with like them singing volcano man and people exploding and their body parts flying everywhere. Like it never struck a good balance between is this wacky nutty, like absurdist comedy or is this just kind of like a movie that has some comedy? Like it, it felt so all over the place and I could never really like sit back and just enjoy what I was watching. The tone was just shifting all over the place nonstop for the whole movie. Um, it was really creepy that Will Ferrell's like in his like fifties and like wrote himself a role in this movie that like Rachel McAdams is in love with him. And he also gets to bang this girl from Greece that's smoking hot. Like, I don't know. That was just really weird and creepy. I didn't like that at all. I, I don't know. It just, it just was so all over the place. Like I couldn't enjoy the movie. 
and I wasn't going to enjoy it anyway because I hate comedy and I hate Will Ferrell, but <laughs> like I couldn't even like get into it or let myself get into it. It just was, it just wasn't enjoyable to watch. It wasn't fun. Like it was a slog. If I wasn't watching this for the podcast and I had made it an hour in and saw there was still an hour left in this movie, I would have just fucking shut it off. I'll be honest with you. I would have just shut it off. I didn't yep. give really two shits whether they won the contest or not. At that point, I didn't care about anything. It was so painfully obvious that the guy from Russia was gay and that he wasn't going to uh, steal Rachel McAdams away that like it, it, it just this wasn't enjoyable to watch. I, I don't know. I just didn't give two shits about anything happening in the movie. And like, how can we spend so much time on a stupid song with random cameos, but not like enough time, like building up other things that would make you actually care about what's happening or anything like that. So I don't know. Just fuck this movie. That's how I feel about it. I was also uncomfortable with Will Ferrell being so much older than everybody that he was romantically involved with in the movie. It didn't, it just didn't sit well with me and it was kind of gross to watch. Um, And then it was also weird for me at the end too, how Pierce Brosnan marries um, her mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Like that. I guess that was supposed to be a joke. But it it just it felt felt so flat. Like who cared? Like it was such so weird to build the ending of the movie around like a throwaway one line joke from earlier in the movie that like didn't even land. I don't know. And then I didn't understand either why like everybody kept going. Oh, you brother and sister, and Will Ferrell kept going. Probably not. What what joke was that? I think it was supposed why? to imply that his dad like banged everybody in town. Right. Uh-huh. I obviously didn't get it. I mean, it just wasn't funny. It had nothing to do with you. No. Yep. Well, I am in the middle of writing my Swedish comedy adventure, and I'm hoping Rachel McAdams will. Uh, <laughs> seeing, that, seeing that she likes older men, I'm hoping she'll take the part. She's singing Icelandic. You want her to be your love interest? Yeah. Yeah. I think I can get away with it. Right. Not that much younger than Will Ferrell. I mean, you know. Well, black don't crack, so it's not like you look like you're that old. <laughs> Facts. All right. Well, I mean, that's how we felt about the movie. Let's wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get a score out of five with zero being the worst, five being the best. Aubrey, what do you got for Eurovision? I'm going to give it a two for Rachel McAdams and everybody besides Will Ferrell. (laughs) All right. Uh, Mark Ellis. Uh, Yeah, I'm also going to give it a two. Uh, Rachel McAdams is amazing in this movie, shockingly. Uh, And the songs were good. And they actually filmed in Iceland, which I appreciated. And uh, Pierce Brosnan was actually pretty funny, too. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it a two. All right. Well, I'm going to give it half a star for Rachel McAdams being uh, pure waifu and half a star for the hot chick from the uh, Greece, not the movie Greece, but from the, <laughs> the nation of Greece. And uh, add that together. You've got one star. Uh, otherwise, this movie sucks balls and I don't ever want to watch it again. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for Eurovision. Maybe hit us up on Twitter or uh, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know what you thought. But now we're going to get some recommendations. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners out there as we wrap up this episode you want them to check out or see? Unsolved Mysteries is on Netflix. Stole my fucking recommendation, (laughs) bastard. I'm sorry. My beautiful hometown (laughs) is is on there. The the Berkshires made it onto... uh, Unsolved Mysteries with a UFO sighting. 
Yeah, and aliens flew over Pittsfield and were like, fuck this, and they took <laughs> off. <laughs> Josh was saying, he's like, if you drink enough PCBs, you're going to be seeing UFOs. No so. intelligent life here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so everybody should go watch Unsolved Mysteries. Um, it's actually pretty cool because they said like they have actually solved mysteries from people watching Unsolved Mysteries, which I think is a pretty good happy ending. All right. Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend a, a YouTube show. Uh, the Russo Brothers, who you may remember from a little independent movie called uh, Captain America Winter Soldier and some other things that they might have done. They have their own company. Uh, the two of them, along with the um, the writers of uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, they have a new film company and they're doing a YouTube show called uh, Russo Brothers Pizza Film School where they <laughs> review pizza and talk about movies in depth. Uh, and they do like a real like in-depth analysis of certain movies. Uh, the last one that they were doing was The Empire Strikes Back. And they had uh, Mark Hamill on, on the show too. So uh, yeah, if you're interested in filmmaking or just interested in hearing uh, filmmakers talk about what their process is of making films, uh, the guys who did Avengers is not a bad place to start. Uh, so it's Russo Brothers Film School and uh, you can catch it on YouTube. All right. Well, I will suggest that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. Just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts, we will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search SoWizardPodcast. There's hours of free content on there. Adam just uploaded an interview with our friend Keith Gleason talking about his comic book, Mighty Mascots. You can check that out if you miss leaving the house. There's also hours of content from Rhode Island and New York Comic Con from last year. Uh, Don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast when you do. This month's the only place to hear our review of Watchmen on HBO. So all that being said, I was going to recommend Unsolved Mysteries, but uh, Aubrey's took it. So I guess that's not unsolved anymore. But yeah, I've also been watching it. I'm three episodes in. I don't know if I'm going to watch the UFO one because honestly, I am deathly terrified of being abducted by aliens. And I I just, I don't know if I can handle watching it. I don't <laughs> When I was a kid, the episodes like sightings and unsolved mysteries from back in the day about aliens used to drive like I wouldn't sleep for a week. So we'll see. We'll see if I watch that one. But otherwise, uh, the other episodes have been great and very interesting. So. We'll see if any of those mysteries get solved, and uh, I would say check it out. I'll be talking about it a little more in depth on this month's Just Joey episode on Patreon, so if you want to throw us a dollar, you can hear it. Otherwise, that is going to do it for episode number 309 of the So Is Her Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host has been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Sometimes I see my little friends. <laughs> <laughs> And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Uh, yeah, everybody watch out for elves. They'll stab you in the back. Uh, have a good week and Wakanda forever. See you guys next week for The Old Guard on Netflix. Good journey. He began to speak.